from the heart of Dubai, where tomorrow is being built today to the world. Welcome to the CTO Show with Mehmet. Here, we redefine technology and reimagine possibilities. With Mehmet, delve into the riveting realms of AI, cybersecurity, and digital technology. Experience the thrilling highs and lows of startups. Immerse yourself in the spirit of entrepreneurship and witness the future of business innovation being written in real time. Now, without further ado, let's tune in and explore the future. Hello and welcome back to a new episode of the CTO Show with Mehmet. Today, I'm very pleased joining me live from Texas, US, Ben Gold. Ben, thank you very much for being on the show today. The way I love to do it is I prefer my guests to introduce themselves because guess what? No one can introduce someone else better than themselves. So Ben, the floor is yours. Well, thank you so much, Mehmet, for, for inviting me on your show. I'm very excited to have the conversation that we're going to have about AI, how that impacts the careers market, uh, the careers for uh, market in general. And I want to tell a little bit about myself. I have been in the technology space for 20 years, and 12 of those have been in the HR technology space. Earlier this year, I got let go from a company that I've been working with, and I got to experience firsthand some of the challenges that job seekers face in the marketplace. One of the advantages I have is that I had been the last five years working with an AI technology at my previous employer and just really loved the capabilities of AI. And this is before ChatGPT came out. So I had the opportunity when ChatGPT was very new to explore ways to give personalized cover letters to prep, prepare for my interviews. And it was, it was fantastic. I mean, I really enjoyed the, the technology. However, I found as a job seeker that it was a very unwieldy process when I have 15, 20 opportunities and I'm scrolling between Excel, Word, ChatGPT, emails. And I came up with an idea and I said, there's got to be a better way for job seekers to be able to organize their job search, but at the same time get personalized AI coaching. So I came up with my startup company, which is called JobCo. And there's a website, jobco.ai. Mm-hmm. And we, our team has built out a prototype of what this experience should be for the job seeker. Right now, there is, there's nothing in the marketplace that truly takes the friction out of that experience. And I am currently in the process of d- working with different investors because we want to move it from the prototype stage to our MVP and to just start getting revenue with it. So during this time period, I also decided to engage with the end users, that is career counselors, job seekers, and in doing multiple webinars and one-on-one coaching sessions, I realized that there is a really massive gap in the marketplace. And when I say that, that, that on one hand, you have Roughly 50%, I'm going to say 50%, it could be 60, it could be 40, of people that have never heard of ChatGPT. Okay, have never, mm-hmm. don't understand, wow. that don't understand what generative AI is. So I went to some of these, these job fairs and for I sat on one of them for four hours and 
uh, ChatGPT was mentioned for one minute. Hey, if you need to write a cover letter, use that. And and so for for me, what I what I learn to teach a lot of the different students I work with is the idea of an AI first strategy, because generative AI is uh, is something that is absolutely going to change the landscape. It's changing the landscape, and there are a number of professions that are in danger of that is that people that have multiple years of experience have college degrees and yet AI can perform some of the similar functions and to not be aware of the capabilities of generative AI to me is that uh, that is very dangerous because at some point you you need to understand that both for finding the next job as well as keeping your job and so that has been one of the things I've been producing a lot of content going on podcasts building out other other uh, newsletter other piece of information because I really want to reach as many of those people as possible to to understand that no this is not the cute thing that your nephew is using it is something that is so powerful and and in some ways very dangerous and it is something that you need to be aware of because if you're not uh, one day you're you're going to be wondering why you can't why why you were let go and why it's so difficult out there great uh, Ben and thank you for you know this introduction and you know great job you're doing so let's start because you mentioned it multiple times and you mentioned that a lot of people they don't know even what it is so let's start with AI and of course like chat GPT so if you want to do kind of an iBird right and yeah uh, you know tell us about what what it is you know from from a very high level, I would say, right? And because you mentioned everyone should know about it, but why everyone should know about it? Like why it's important and how actually I can utilize it, um, you know, as someone who is in the workplace uh, and someone who maybe is looking for a job or maybe someone who is, uh, you know, he wants or she wants to, to you know, enhance, you know, their, their, their career paths. So, Give me this holistic view about AI and ChatGPT in particular. Perfect. Well, so uh, and uh, and this will be apologies for your more sophisticated guests. So give me the three minute, uh, do the three sure. minute review, and then we will get into the more details. Think of AI is something that has been around for decades. So we've had Google search, the Amazon re- recommending products, Netflix. Re- re- recommending the next movie. These are examples of large corporations. They've leveraged AI to sell us lots more stuff. However, generative AI is a new flavor. This was released about a year ago with ChatGPT, is a different form of that. I like to think of it in a positive way. It's a democratization of AI because now people can understand how and use it. Now, the difference between generative AI and and the traditional AI is that generative AI is based on what's called an LLM, a large language model. And if you take, for example, the paid version of ChatGPT, they use over a trillion data points. And these trillion data points allow it to predict the next word. So if I say, for example, yesterday, love was such, it would be able to predict uh, an easy game to play and, and give a whole thing about the Beatles 
because it, it's, it has such a wealth of information. Now, that is the other element to understand as we talk about how to, when we're talking on a, on a level of how do I interact with that? How do I become effective? The first thing is, and, and I know this sounds elementary, but in a lot of conversations is if you don't have a, a subscription to ChatGPT, go into Google, press pause on this podcast, go into Google and sign up. Very easy to do and get a free account. If you are using it on a regular basis, definitely um, the, the paid version has a number of, of enhancements or ways that you can get better output. To understand the other element, now before I go, really I try not to get too much into technical, but there is a concept of input and output. And within the input, it's really important to understand a prompt and contextual data. A prompt is a command. That is, what do you want it to do? And the contextual data is information that the AI does not know. For example, the AI does not know who Ben Gold is. It doesn't know what my aspirations are, whether that's from a career point of view, personal point of view. So when you combine a prompt with data, and an example would be if I, if I, uh, if I, if I want to write a cover letter, I say, write me, you're a career counselor, write me a concise cover letter, give it uh, and talk about maybe the two main points. But then I put my resume and a job description next to it. That's the contextual data. That's something the AI doesn't have. You put that together and you learn how to do this, then the output is amazing and scary, especially for people who've never seen it before. So I'll do some webinars where there'll be people on the, on the call. And when, we, when I press the, the, the return button, there's gasps. The first time somebody sees the, the output of a well-defined prompt and contextual data, and then suddenly they realize, Oh my gosh. Wow. So that's, that's an example there. I can also uh, tell you that, and, and this is a, a funny story. So as I mentioned, I, I, I go between these different worlds. So like about a week and a half ago, I was at a event for podcasters and it was fascinating to see the tools being used, cast magic and, there's all these different ones where, where the AI is basically able, and again, if you think of that profession of your content creator, of all these AI tools that can help save you hours of, of time in taking the, the event to summarize it, put it in social media, it's an example. And it was actually really almost dizzying for me because I had, was not aware of all the tools. But then three days later, uh, my daughter was having a tutor, her math tutor come. And I joked to the math tutor, I said, I'm dad GPT. And uh, she says to me, GPT? And I said, have you never seen chat GPT before? She said, no. So I said, give me, give me your problem. So I put a math problems on there. And she looked at it and said to me, okay, I'm retiring in three years. Am I going to make it? Uh, that was her question. <laughs> Am I gonna, can, I, can I survive three more years with this kind of technology? Because obviously she had no interest in like learning it. And I told her, I said, I think you're okay for three years. I said, in 10 years, probably not. And so that, that is the other example. And then you take last week. ChatGPT 
had this absolutely amazing new innovation of being able to take a picture. And from yeah. that picture, you can ascertain so many things. And I've been playing with it and it just blows my mind that every time I see one of these, I think on one hand, wow, it makes life easier. Things get more efficient. But then I also think of people that have that are paid to do the kind of jobs like that to, for example, if I were to be somebody who, who lists on eBay, you can now just take a picture of an object and say, describe this for eBay and boom. And again, my parents come from that. They're, they're in, they've been in the collectible business for many years. And I joked with my father, I'm like, hey, uh, if we had this 20 years ago, we would have just taken a picture and and send off, you know, as opposed to spending 20, 30 minutes per, per item. Uh, it's it's really fascinating, you know, when you are talking, of course, like, although I am in tech, sometimes, you know, it's a, it's a leap, right? It's a giant leap, you know, what we've seen in the past one year almost now since this comes out. But the question that comes and, you know, you, you talked about it and you touched uh, on it, uh, Ben, the impact on the job market, right? So you said the Twitter asked, is it three years, 10 years, you know? What do you, how do you see, you know, the landscape of, of jobs would be looking like? So what, what kind of jobs actually are we going to be doing, man? I'm, I'm, I always ask every guest who, when we talk about AI, what are we going to be doing? And there are so many different versions. So I'll give you kind of the utopian and the dystopian parts, okay? Utopian is when people are saying, hey, we've got there that if you look at history, when the internet was created, people said, oh, there's going to be people let go of jobs because of this new innovation. When computers came, people would be let go. When manufacturing moved to China or overseas, and during these dislocations in history, we were able to make adjustments, to move more into a service economy, to, to develop technologies. So that's so there, there are a number of people who've always said that as you there's innovations or changes, typically the United States, I think of our economy is able to adjust. And that is the element here that this, this story of people are going to learn to use AI, they're going to be more efficient in their jobs. And therefore, it's going to create jobs that didn't exist, like prompt engineers and things like that. So that's the utopian view that that we're just going to be more efficient, but there's going to be lots of work for everybody. The dystopian one is one where, and I would say that there's a part of me that subscribes to this, where the technology is learning at a rate. It's not, it's not that we just created the internet. It's that... Imagine creating the internet, then creating a new innovation in a week, and then another innovation in two weeks. It's, it's moving at such a fast pace that, and that this is getting smarter. I know that a lot of data scientists argue about whether AI is able to be smart or not, but the, the, the challenge is, is that take, for example, marketing. Okay. That's that. If I look at where, who's, been the most impacted to me. Marketing, human resources, these are our two areas that that AI is is beginning to automate a whole bunch of processes that people 
that were well-paid used to do. And if I had, for example, a company with 10 people in my marketing division a year ago, right now, without knowing anything about that company, you could probably take seven people, add generative AI, and they could do the work of those 10 people. So what happens to those three people that are typically going to be the older and better, more and higher paid people that are let go, or simply that there, there might be attrition and they're just not, that job doesn't exist. What happens when it had that permeates throughout the, the entire economy and in every industry because of generative AI? That is, that's one that's really hard to say. Some people might start their own companies, but for example, if I was, a, let's say I was a content creator right now, like as, as a, startup entrepreneur myself, I don't really need to hire somebody to create content for me because I'm mastering or learning the, the AI tools that exist. So that is one where I just, I don't know the answer to, to having that. What do you do when, when AI is able to do interviews, which, which is happening right now? So you, know, you talk about talent acquisition, a component of HR. When AIs can do the screening interview, then you don't need a human to do that. So maybe you have a human supervise the, the, the screening overviews, but then that, that becomes an element. When you talk about training sessions, uh, onboarding, there are people creating apps today that, that are automating all these things, these functions that used to really need human touch a year or two ago. Yeah, and I think, uh, Ben, here where it's part of the things that you do is at least we should be prepared to live or co-live, let's say, with AI, you know? And one thing I want to add here, we, we talk about ChatGPT, yeah, because it's the most widespread one, but there is a lot of things coming up very soon. So Google are working on their uh, Gemini, they're calling it. Uh, we have uh, Cloud from Anthropodic, you know, and it's, I don't have access to it, unfortunately, here where I live, but. Yeah, people who tested it, they told me, you know, it, it, this is the funniest expression or sentence I ever heard. It can swallow an encyclopedia and then it can summarize it to you, like, which is mind-blowing. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm going to yeah. say there's two elements here, okay? And, and so I'll address the first one being some recommendations to job seekers. And the second one is about other large language models. Mm -hmm. Both of them are fascinating conversations. So I wanted to just say that for a practical point of view, what I recommend to, to people that are either unemployed or they're, they're exploring other careers, or they just want to do better in their career is to have an AI first strategy. What that means is put AI at the beginning, ask number one, subscribe to newsletters, uh, be aware of of all the different innovations because it's mind boggling. It's a full-time job just to keep track of all the innovations. But if you narrow it to your industry, the tools that are, that are done, this will help you both get a job and keep the job because that, that is the other thing is that when, when you do, when you are applying and there's a competitive landscape, one of the questions is going to be, are you familiar with chat GPT or generative AI? And the answer has to be, not only am I familiar with it, I embrace it. And here are the other five tools that I think you should use when you hire me that would make your company more efficient. Now, yeah. on the second part here, Mehmet, this is it's so funny you mentioned, Claude. So at this event, this podcaster event, 
what someone had mentioned that she uses Claude to take her transcript and summarize the podcast transcript. And then it, it puts, it, it's able to take that. And, and chat GPT, that has a, this, this token limitation is actually really annoying, both in terms of the product I'm building, because it has this, li- it, it, think of the tokens as memory. And right. the paid version of chat GPT is 8,000 tokens. A thousand tokens is about 750 words. So you're, you're talking to chat GPT, you say, here's my resume. Here's a, here's a job description and here's the social media profile of the person that's interviewing me. And you ask it to do something and it gives you this fantastic response. But you ask it, you start asking it more and then it suddenly forgets what happened at the beginning and it starts giving you right. output. I tried Claude, okay? Because I wrote, I wrote a book. That's something called Find Your Next Job with Chat GPT. And just for fun, I, I uploaded the entire book and I said, summarize this for me. And in about 30 seconds, Claude was able to give me the, the, the breakdown. And I said, this is the very first time that I've seen a, a, a true competitor or threat to Chat GPT. And then the next day, we found out that Amazon is investing $4 billion in Anthropic, the maker of Claude. And so this, this is, share, is letting us know that, that ChatGPT might be the front runner, but there's all there's this, this competition for the large language model is far from over. There's going to be innovations. However, we now come up with some ethical elements because the fact that it can be done, does that mean we necessarily want certain things to be done? Mm-hmm. That, so that's the question is that, is that, yes, there is this massive competition, but take, for example, this new technology that we talked about where ChatGPT can take a picture and it gives you right. the analysis. So I, for fun, I took a picture of a baseball card and I said, give me the gr- grade this card for me as if, you know, you were going to list it on eBay. And I was just absolutely shocked at the level of detail that it was able to do from a, from a pretty average photo. Now imagine a technology that doesn't have guardrails, ethical guardrails, which is eventually going to come up because not every there's going to be some bad actor that's going to create a large language model. Maybe you have somebody that takes a social media picture of someone from their bedroom or their bathroom that you know we post different pictures, and it does an AI analysis to potentially read what kind of medication somebody's taking to glean some sort of personal personal elements that are very invasive of privacy. So this technology, as we, as it, as it's being evolved, I'm asking the question, well, what if a person with bad intentions gets a hold of it? And that, you know, so this, this just, and it's happening so fast, we don't even have time to think about that. Yeah. Yeah. This is (laughs) scary. Thinking about it, even it's scary. Now I'm curious about one thing, Ben, because you know, we're talking about job seekers. Now, if I want to flip and see on the other side of the table from a recruitment perspective, what benefits, you know, you can see happening on the other side of the table with, with, the, with the recruiters? Recruiters are using AI right now. And it is actually a, there's a lot of ethical and legal questions about how to use AI in the recruiting process. There have been actual lawsuits 
casts. So the reason this is very touchy is that there's a bias in AI. So take, for example, a woman who maybe took two or three years off to raise her child. The AI might have a bias against people that have gaps in their resume, and that might be something that, that, that dings. So there might be something that the AI is using in the calculations that might create a, either a racist or sexist or some sort of bias in the evaluation of the candidates that are, that are there. That being said, there, this is specifically to the screening process, but AI is, is being used for everything else. I mean, large companies are going to be using it for matching, for compatibility, for the screening interviews. And then once somebody's hired and you look at everything that, about the life cycle of an employee, you can use AI for everything from training to, to just basically answering questions that uh, in a way that's much more efficient than what's done without AI. Uh, I've, I've talked to some, you know, people in the HR tech field and, you know, they, they, they mentioned the same thing, but now funny enough, <laughs> this is, this is, I want, and it's like a little bit kind of uh, controversial question if you want, or maybe it's a weird question. So here's the thing. As a job seeker, I'm using AI. As a recruiter, you are using AI. So now we have AI talking to AI, right? So what would be the result? I'm curious to know your opinion. My opinion is, is, that, is that job seekers need to get feedback before they send their resume in. And that is a big part of it is, is that Personally, I'm not of the opinion that you should spray wide when you're looking at opportunities because with the with the LinkedIn easy apply, you just go apply, 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 apply. And that's actually a really terrible job search strategy. People do that out of desperation when in fact you should be able to use AI to ask, what is my compatibility for this particular opportunity? What should I, how should I change my resume? How should my messaging be tailored? And for and, and out of 20 opportunities, maybe really five of them are really good ones. And let's use AI to identify those and then for you to present your best foot forward. That is, is my recommended use. However, job seekers are at a big disadvantage because they tip if a job seeker doesn't doesn't have a tool, and that's part of what what I the, the problem I'm looking to solve with my company is to give them a tool so that AI can talk to AI and, and a company. And if you're a good fit for a company and the problem is you don't know how to express it in a way that can be consumed by an applicant tracking system or by the AI that a company is using, then it's a missed opportunity because you might've been the best person for this role, but you didn't express it. So somebody else who expressed it better got the role. So I think here, Ben, because you touched based a little bit about it uh, a couple of uh, minutes back. How good is your input to the AI, right? Which is the prompt. So the better the prompt, the better result you will get out, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. So this is why, you know, when, when people come and say, hey, like, yeah, let's, let's do this with ChatGPT 
or whatever other tools or LLAP they are using, I say, I have a warning for them. I said, look, the tool is available, but if you give it, and, you know, like, I mean, not very perfectly um, prepared prompt, you might not get the perfect output from, from the model because you need to trigger the model in a way that it can give you the best output there. So this is this is very important, I believe. And yeah, like on, on the point that you, you, you mentioned, I 100% agree with you there. Now, like we're talking about, you know, more or less uh, hiring and, you know, careers and, uh, you know, but I want to, you know, from you, what you are seeing, and you mentioned like some use cases regarding, you know, taking pictures and so on. So what other, um, you know, I would say uh, areas or let's say industries, you see like generative AI uh, is, is transforming and how exciting that it could be. Okay, so let me, let me touch upon two elements. Okay, the first sure. part, that part, this is one of the things that a lot of people have said is I tried chat GPT. You know, they might, maybe they logged in, they got a free account, and then they said, write me a cover letter. And it came out really junky because I didn't know how to do a prompt. Or they said, I want to travel to Costa Rica, and they didn't find the output particularly exciting. And again, that is really important is to make sure that you read the right resources about how to put the right prompts for whatever it is you're trying to do. That's an, it's an art form and a science, kind of a combined element there, but there's a lot of resources out there. Um, on the second one, if I understand the question correctly, you're saying what are other industries that are impacted? Yeah. Is that? Yeah. yeah. So I think first and foremost, and I mentioned to you, there's, there's really industries and roles. So like an industry is, you think of something like finance, healthcare, technology, and then roles are things like programming, marketing or content creation, sales. And the irony is that, that AI is, is transforming both the industries themselves and the roles of people that are supporting the industries. And so it's, almost, it's like a magnifying effect. And it goes, it, it, it's something that's really hard to say, like the priority. Like I think of HR and marketing first, but I, you can also say programming. Like I'm not a programmer, but I work with work with programmers through my career. And my understanding is that AI can now program to a certain degree or can can there's ways to use generative AI to create code. Mm -hmm. And think about it that it's only gonna get smarter. So maybe right now it generates some basic code, but there is this moment where it can maybe program itself. Uh, that's 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 kind of your dystopian element, but it's 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 exciting, but it's also a little bit scary because yo, I've always thought of a coder as the safest job out there, and yet there is this this technology that can replicate some elements of that. Uh, I would say the future will show us, <laughs> and when I say the future, you know, and I repeated this multiple times, you know, before you know, when I was asking someone like, what are the trends you are expecting to happen? in the next, I would say, five years. Now I'm asking in the coming months because 
um, the technology is moving at a very fast pace. And, you know, I'm not saying it's not predictable, but I mean, changes are happening very fast. And I think here, you know, the role of uh, uh, what you are doing with, with Jobco.ai yourself, Ben, is to prepare people not only for using the AI, for fast changes. And I want to also uh, hear from you about, you know, the adaptability, how fast I can adopt to this change, why it's important. Because you do these things, I believe, in, in your webinars and coaching. I want also to, to you know, share your experience with the audience about being able to adapt to change fast, especially well, in the age of AI. Well, let me ask you a question, man, because I'm, I'm just very curious here. As, as a podcaster, sure. could you share with me the tool? I'm just curious here because this is, this is something. What are the tools that you use? And if you were to compare your job a year ago to today about with generative AI, have you been able to incorporate something in what you do to make you more efficient and more effective? Oh, on a daily basis, I use AI tools. Like I would not be able to sustain ourselves without AI. And I, yeah, I can share the, the tools. So I use Descript, which has a lot of AI in it to do the transcription for me. It does something, it's not generative AI, but actually it does a lot of um, work on, on you know, detecting, for example, if we went silent for more than five seconds, for example, it can show me like when, when this happened. I have another tool that exactly what you mentioned also a couple of minutes back. It can take the whole recording, transcript it, and then show me, you know, the summary of the episode. Uh, it suggests for me even titles. It's called uh, Podium, podium.page. So I okay. use this tool. Uh, I use ChatGPT sometimes also to brainstorm, you know, some topics. Like, and you know what I did recently because ChatGPT, if you are on the plus, you get the access to what they call it data analysis. So I uploaded the statistics of my podcast and I said, okay, based on these statistics, tell me what is resonating with my audience? And then ChatGPT told me, okay, it looks like these topics, they, they have like better um, you know, acceptance from the audience. So uh, what else I use? So yeah, and I use some automation tools, which is kind, also I put ChatGPT. So because uh, I like, you know, doing the, what do you call it? Like the geeky stuff. So sometimes I take, uh, you know, some data and I feed it into the API of ChatGPT, right? And then I automate it to create for me social media posts, you know, suggest, for example, if this episode, ah, this is, I, I missed as well. Based on, now I have some history. So ChatGPT tells me, for example, just an example, the topic of AI looks like it resonates if you broadcast this episode on a Monday rather than a Thursday. Wow. And the last tool, and the last tool I use, and I don't use it on a daily basis. I use it when I do the weekend because I don't have uh, episodes on the weekend. 
So I use a tool called Opus, which takes the whole video or audio, and then it will show me, you know, the best parts of this episode into a chunks of 50 seconds or, or so. So I can put that on, on YouTube shorts, for example. So I use all these tools. Uh, yeah, and of course, like I, I automated a lot of things. So when I get, for example, the meeting request, this, you know, goes automatically if the bio is there. Or I can do like a tweak. I can find the email, for example, from Ben. And then I find, you know, uh, the bio of Ben. I put it in that form. And then it will go and it will generate for me some brainstormed questions to ask Ben. <laughs> of course, I don't use them all the time, you know, because uh, as I said, like you cannot always predict the results, but with some tweaking, and this is just a hint I want to give it to, to, to the audience. And I think we mentioned with the other guests before, don't take the first answer from JetGPT for granted. If you force it to go and do second try, you will get better results. Like always do this feedback loop, right? So the, especially if you are doing some marketing and content uh, uh, copywriting, give it another feedback loop. Tell ChatGPT, what do you think about this text? Can you enhance it more? And it will enhance it for you in unbelievable way. So this let, is let my ask, answer to you. Let me ask you one more, a little bit deeper. So were you doing, how long have you been doing podcasts? Um, less than a year, so almost 10 months now. So you started in the generative AI space because could you imagine without the, the AI tools, how long it would oh. take you to promote an episode, right? Oh. So, think, so you can think of it as, let's say a two X or three X efficiency gain. Now Correct. imagine when, when you asked me this question, the reason I asked you this was you just showed me how to create content how to create videos, how to edit videos. And by the way, I, I tried Opus Clips. I found that that kind of blew my mind. Um, and But I, I really like that. So this, this idea of content creation. Now, imagine you're a large organization with two or 3,000 employees. Yeah. Think about what happens. Like, do you, you now have these tools and they're being, the, oh, everything, all of these tools are also being configured for enterprise level clients. And now... Do you really need like a chief video person and you know 15 people on a video production team? Maybe one person who really knows how to use AI and you can get the, the work done of three or four people. That's, you know, so when you're talking about, about how AI, it permeates specific industries because now you have AI that's for legal, AI for medical, AI for finance, that's specific to that industry. But then within it, the tasks are, are impacting certain roles. What is perhaps the scariest to me is these, these chatbots that now are eliminating customer service or, or reducing the need for customer service. So you start with a simple, I'm on a website and it says, hey, I noticed that you're about to buy something from us. Do you have any questions? And I know I'm talking to an AI bot. There's not a human that has time to figure that out. But they're creating these bots, these capabilities of being able to, when you call, have somebody answer, and you think you're talking to a human, but you're talking to an AI bot that is using generative AI to respond to you. Now, imagine the situation when you are have a technology where you can do an outbound sales call. Ima yeah. Imagine 
Imagine a bot. Again, this is the part where you get into this. Imagine a bot that could look at look at the Salesforce data of a prospect, be able to cross-reference their social media, their LinkedIn profile, and cross-reference in seconds any news and be able to, to place a phone call and say, hey, Joe, I noticed that you're, you're in charge of, of your SEO, uh, your SEO strategy at, at ABC Company. I've been looking at your web traffic. It looks like it's down 20% over the last month. Would you be interested in a conversation to show how we can help you improve your traffic? You know, something like that, that it's super personalized and you don't know that it's that, and it's not that a human would take a lot longer to research. Those are the kinds of tools being created. Now, does that exist today? I don't know, but I know that that I've had several people tell me those that that those kinds of tools are being developed. And the scary would be the scary scenario to me is when is the day when a AI bot sells to another AI bot that cool. receives information and has authority to buy, and you have a robot talking to a robot and an actual cash transaction that takes place. Wow, this is this is maybe the third time I repeat because you know we just but this time you used the same sentence, I posted an article in 2016 on LinkedIn. Okay. The title was, are we going to see the bot versus bot sales? And because at that time, you know, that was not chat GPT, but I was reading a lot about, you know, the AI machine learning. And then, you know, my, my, it was just a innocent question. Like, what if one day we have a, I, call, I didn't call it a, a bot, I call it a robot at that time. Yeah. I said, what if, you know, and my idea was how you should differentiate your story, you know? And I said, because if you are a human talking to a robot, you know, how are you going to convince a robot? And then I said, let's take it one, one step further. What if it's a robot talking to a robot? What are they going to do? And it was, of course, like it's a theoretical question. We never know. And in my opinion, you know, like we, would, we might not reach to, because still you need the human. Uh, this is my my own belief. We always need the human to trigger something, right? So 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 the trigger needs to come from us because a AI and you know it doesn't work without input. You need to feed it something so it can give you an output. Uh, of course, we can go hours and hours. It's like a philosophical question. Would Absolutely. AI have consciousness? In my opinion, no. Okay. And, or at least I cannot see it in my lifetime, maybe. Um, never say never. But again, because the way computers work, you need to give it an input. This is all programming languages, ABC. You give a computer an input, an instruction, they used to call it back in the days. And it gives you an output. So, and funny enough, and I tell people sometimes, ah, chat GPT is fascinating. I said, guys, you know what? Actually, you know, I can show you now, I can spend maybe, with if, with chat GPT, I would spend two minutes and I will create a chat GPT clone, which is, a, it's just a fake chat GPT because this is how programming language works. You give it, the first thing they teach you in, in, in programming, any programming class is that, Write a program that asks for the name and then says as output, hello, name. So I write Ben and then it say, hello, Ben. I write Mehmet, hello, Mehmet. So anyway, 
it's, it's fascinating, I would say. We need to see what would happen in, in, in the future, but it's, of course, a topic that is very hot now. Now, Ben, as we are almost like come to an end, anything that we should have discussed and we didn't? I am, I don't really have anything that is top of mind. I feel like we've covered the main elements of the implications of AI, the recommendation. I hope that, that somebody who's listening to this, I think of myself sometimes as the person giving the red pill. And if somebody, if somebody who listens says, I did not realize that I need to do a reevaluation and I want to, I need to, I need to dig deeper in something that I had, had originally not considered, then, I, then that is to me a, a, a successful conversation because this is a really important topic and, it and it's something that we, that really needs to be discussed. But I feel like you've asked really good questions and, and I don't have anything top of mind that I would add to this. Thank you very much. I will make sure also, Ben, that I would put the websites that you mentioned at the beginning of the episodes and, you know, uh, how people can reach uh, out to you. So all this will be available in the show notes of the episode. Um, ben, like really, I enjoyed and I love these deep conversations. And I believe, you know, these conversations, to your point, uh, I hope it will ignite someone you know, to, to do something, maybe it will tell, let them come up with new ideas. Maybe it will trigger them to, hey, these guys are talking about something. I should dig deep more and understand it more because it seems like it's the, the future. So I hope this will ignite, uh, you know, the, the passion for people to learn more, to know more about not only AI, about, you know, the, the emerging techs that are happening around us. Because guys, I think we are in a we reach a place where things aren't moving fast. So you need to be learning fast as well. So learn fast or you'll be out of the market. Like this is what I believe. One thing I would add that sure. I just want to say is that, is that on my website, there is the ability to book an appointment with me. I, ah, I love sure. to talk to people one-on-one. -on -one. I do consulting work for small businesses, job seekers to make sure and help them incorporate AI in their strategy. So I definitely want that to also be uh, made public out there. Sure. Reach out to Ben if you need any consultancy and check the book also as well. Ben, thank you very much for being on the show today. And this is the way I end uh, my, my episodes. Guys, keep the feedback coming. I'm enjoying reading your feedbacks, your reviews. You're sending me also sometimes also one-to-one -one messages, which keep them coming. Just I want from you one thing. I, I, you know, I appreciate and admire you know, you're sending me your compliments, but if there's anything that you think I can Make it better in the show. Let me know. I would love, you know, to hear also your feedback. Feedback is always important. And yeah, as it's a daily show, as you know, uh, funny enough, I don't know if this will be on Friday. If it's on Friday, I will see you on Monday. If it's like in normal world weekdays, I will be with you tomorrow. So thank you very much. Bye-bye. Hit that subscribe button, share the show with your tech-savvy friends and fellow entrepreneurs, and leave us a review on your favorite podcast app. Your support means the world to us.